Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show coming to you not quite live from Hewlett, New York. My name is Tommy Casabona. I am your host and what the hell is going on? We're on Facebook. We got the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. What is happening out there in the cruise sphere? I can't keep track of it. I don't think any ca- I watch all the vlogs. I listen to all the podcasts. It doesn't really seem like anybody. By the way, we do have an Instagram. Always Be Booked on Instagram. And what are we going to do? Like, There's nothing we can do about it except sit here and watch. I mean, you're seeing it. I'm seeing it. 100% happy that cruise ships are back at sea. I don't know what I'm doing with my February, okay? I probably realize that I'm 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 likely going to stay here in New York till October. That could change at any time as we know, but as of right now the plan is to stick it out till October, then be back in the cruising capital in October probably maybe with a venture with a with a with a with a with a restaurant opportunity an expansion project back then by the way we do have a patreon p a t r e o n dot com slash always be booked and uh you know we're doing a lot of things here we're trying to do weekly podcasts we missed last week for the holiday because it's always crazy in these restaurants and things like that where you know New Year's Eve, and it was a little tough to get to you guys last week, but we are, minus that, uh, besides minus that and then minus the COVID maybe, maybe not COVID, positive on the home test, negative on the PCR, besides that week where I was sicker than I'm twice as sick as I was than when I supposedly did have COVID, COVID, who knows, I was boosted up. By the way, we do have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's always be booked on YouTube, named appropriately as ever. A uh, little weird tonight, I guess. So here's the deal with the show tonight. I'm going to start off, I'm going to talk a little, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a bamble, Okay. I'm calling it a bamble. We're coming out with a new word for 2022. By the way, did I say Happy New Year? Happy New Year, everybody. By the way, uh, if you want to be a part of the show, you can do that. You know, you're probably sitting there. It's it's a new year. It's 2022. Uh, season's greetings uh, have, have come and gone. And, you know, it's a new year. We're all going to turn another. My birthday is February 4th. Not looking forward to birth. I don't look forward to birthdays. I stopped looking forward to birthdays since I turned 25. Since I turned 25. Anyway, if you like, I, I'm sure you're sitting there for, for the new year. It's 2022. And you're like, you know. Honey, how do you, how do you think if, if if we wanted to be part of the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast, if we just wanted to leave our little mark, you know, in that stratosphere, oh, that is Always Be Booked and the cone sphere, the conosphere, what could we do? I could tell you what you do right now. 
It's an email address. It's Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. You could be a part of the show. All you got to do is send an email there. Anything you got going on, any critique you have of the show, uh, let's say, you know, I, I got I got breaking news for you guys. I say dumb shit sometimes. You know what I mean? They call it uh, uh, dumb shit. And I don't always know when I do that. So that's an opportunity, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, for you to call it out and be able to make me aware of when I get into a little bit of the, um, you know, uh, maybe maybe some misinformation. You know what I mean? I don't want to give misinformation. I want to entertain. I want to connect. But I also want to inform. It's the ice method. That's the I. The I is the ice part. Uh, 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 the I is the informed part of the ice. I don't want to emic and then replace it with an M that would be misinformation. And that's just silly. Nobody's out here wanting to do that. But I want to connect with you guys too. That's important. So what we do do, we connect. You know what I mean? We're out here connecting. Uh, we have pirates and peer runners too. Okay. This is something I'm looking forward to. We're going to talk about the Omarion variant, the Omarion, the Usher, the, um, you know, I think other people have done that joke too. I thought of it the first day, okay? I didn't think of it as a joke. When they came out with Omarion, I saw Omarion, the R&B singer from the mid-2000s, or maybe still today. I don't know. The kids are out there doing their little dances. I can't keep up with it. Is Omarion on TikTok? I don't know. We'll see. I'm on TikTok. It's kind of silly. It's an always be booked TikTok. And it's a cross between some uh, cruising, I guess, uh, cruise porn. But then it's also when I lived with Kay and we do our daily hijinks with each other. You know what I mean? So if that's the type. Oh, also some recipes, some cooking. I don't know who I think I am out here. I'm a renaissance uh, pranker, cruiser, cooking jerk off. That maybe should be the new name of the show. No, maybe not. Anyway, here's what we're going to do. Okay, for this show out here. So yeah, so the, so send the emails in. Okay, this show I'm going to start off in the in the beginning uh, doing a bamper and uh, what that is a, a bamble, a, wait, what, yeah, bamble, a bamble, bamble. That's a, a a banter with a ramble. That's what that is. So we're going to do that for a minute, and then I'm going to play an interview. So I was talking to you just a while ago about the Pirates and Pier Runners 2 that we're really excited about. It's October 15th. It's on the allure, allure of the seas, as Tyler Perry would say it, allure. Um, and it's for seven or eight days. It's going to a few places. Where's it going? It's going to Aruba. It's going to Curacao. And where's the other one? Is it San Juan? I believe it's San Juan. It's a great crew. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Misinformation. Misinformation alert. It's going to Labadee, Haiti. Maybe. Maybe not. I heard the natives took over Labadee. I heard if there was a little satellite camera right now uh, on your phone, you would see the natives have taken over. Uh, You know, luckily there's no pool. But either way, whatever they're doing, they're having some pina coladas on the dock. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't ride the zip line right now. I don't know if it's being manned under the regular regulations that it normally would have, but it's out there. We're out there. We're out here. If you're listening to this show for the first time, you're probably saying, uh, well, you probably turned it off by now, but if you are still listening, you're probably like, who is this weirdo? Okay. You wouldn't be wrong for saying that. That would not be 
uh, uh, an incorrect sentiment that you be coming to the table with. Okay, so a little strange, feeling a little strange tonight. Going into a weekend, we got snow. The first real snow is right outside my window right now. It's happening in Long Island. I don't know. We'll do a shout out. Shout out to Scott and Kara Stevenson. Uh, Scott remembers he he suggested that I take my shoe off in the snow and beat my car with it, and uh, that did work. Got the snow right off the windshield. Uh, you know, it was crazy coming back from the warm Florida weather and then right into the snow is what it is. Looks like it's happening right now. I don't know how much accumulation we're in for, but here's what we're going to do right now. So we're talking about Pirates and Pier Runners 2. This is the fourth time I've tried to get this out there. But we're on the ADD tip tonight. I had two veggie burgers, by the way, tonight, and I'm excited about that. On a little bit of the little bit of the weight loss kick. I don't know, guys. So, all right. So we had Mallory. Okay, can I just say it? Mallory, I wanted to do a whole thing where I talked about Pirates and Pier Runners to promote that October 15th. We're going to have that. You can go on that cruise. And if this is the type of bam- banter you want to hear, you know, you're trying to relax on a cruise and you got a madman like this in your ear with, uh, you know, who's uh, 19 uh, uh, Tito's and sodas deep. And I'm coming at you with all this wacky stuff. If that's your thing, it is for a lot of people. You know, we have a good time. I'm not always like this. You could ask anybody who was on Pirates and Pier Runners Part 1, the original. Uh, We had a great time. We had, dare I say, an infamous, memorable time that I don't know if it could ever be topped. I don't know if it could ever be beaten. But I do say that we have quite a wacky crew coming together for this Pirates and Pier Runners 2. Two years and maybe eight or nine months later, dare I say 10 months later, what we're dealing with is another cruise with another band of wackos, and we're going to try to top the first one. Will we be able to? Eh, maybe, maybe not, but we're going to be out here trying, having a good time. Hopefully, Mallory is going to be on that cruise, and I want to introduce Mallory because she's on the show today. We have a, a great interview with Mallory. You know, she is a legendary cone. She's a pirate. She's a peer runner. And she's a diver. And she's a longtime self-proclaimed cruise nerd. She wins a lot of the contests that we used to do back in the day when we were doing trivia nights on Sunday. And uh, yeah, yeah, supposedly uh, we did good. We I made good on that. I was late with some prizes. Shout out to Suja. Uh, Suja probably can relate to that as well. Uh, but between Suja and uh, Mallory, I believe I made good. So in a few minutes, we'll talk to Mallory. You'll hear from her. Nice little interview. She was actually on uh, one of the first cruises that actually got turned away. I believe it was uh, a Southern Caribbean sailing, and um, you know she got turned away. But what are we doing out here, guys? What is the cruising f- stratosphere right now? You know, a lot of people are making predictions. A lot of people are talking. Tony from La Lida Loca, I heard him say it the other day, so if it's wrong, blame him, but I'm sure it's not because he, 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 he checks his data. He makes his list. He checks it twice. He's finding out if Royal Caribbean or Carnival are naughty or nice. Shout out to Amarion. Now, what happened? What he told me, he said to to the to, he didn't tell me. He told his you know hundreds of thousands of listeners that when we entered into this restart, what did I say? I said we got to stop reporting these minor little kind of I guess pockets of uh, uh, not outbreaks but little positive cases. I'll say right. I say I said you know oh wow fifteen p. Remember remember that was the big story 
15 people. Oh, my gosh. Stop the presses. 15 people on the Norwegian breakaway have been uh, have been have 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 tested positive for COVID-19. Some crew is part of that as well. 15 people. Oh, my gosh. What were we thinking? We restarted cruising. And then I kind of went into it and I said, stop calling in outbreaks. Stop with the crazy stories. This is something we are going to live with. Uh, the cruise ships are going to be a microcosm of society. Now, here's the thing, guys. Here's where I'm going to get in trouble with my peers a little bit. And uh, they keep talking about a double standard when it comes to cruising. They keep talking about how, you know, hotels are not treated like cruising. Uh, regular life, anywhere. Why is cruising being dealt with so harshly when it comes to COVID-19? And guys, I'm here to be real with you. You know, it is it is a real thing. Like, And I'm going to tell you what the difference is. If, let's just say, 200 people get COVID-19 on a cruise ship... There's nowhere for them to go. Yes, they can go to their rooms, but now they're going to infect the person that they're sailing with. Um, It's going to be a little difficult to keep them in there. And, you know, the damage is done. The damage is done from when they they actually get it from when they're to when they are turning positive or showing symptoms. And you don't have a lot of space when you're on land guess what you have if you're if you're not in a cruise ship what you have is the entire world to socially distance to keep quarantine to spread people out we don't have like an extra entire uh, section of the ship if uh, what i'm saying is we do we do have areas on the ship that are designated to quarantine people but if the outbreak numbers hit a certain degree there's going to be a level to where we can't quarantine everybody the entire ship is going to get it and getting back to what Tony said, which is a crazy stat, and I'm kind of quantifying it by saying, yeah, we freaked out because one cruise ship had 15 positive passengers on it. Then another ship popped up. Then another one had 100. Oh, wow, 100 people. Are you crazy? Yes, I know, as Doug Parker said, that's still you know less than or 50 people. That's still uh, less than 10% of anybody that's on the ship. I get it. That's true. All of it is true. But now the stat that... I'm not going to lie, blew my mind. Tony said that there's not a cruise ship at sea that doesn't have a case. Every single cruise ship at sea. Now, here I am sitting here being Mr. Sky is falling down, and I know nobody wants to hear that. You know what I mean? You're talking about a guy who works in the restaurant business, and I have under my supervision three locations right now i get another one when the summer picks up because we have a seasonal operation now every there was there was a couple of days where every couple of hours my text was going off so and so popped this one popped what do i mean by popped popped for a positive they use that when uh, steroid talk when they say tested positive for steroids a uh, little sports terminology they say he popped uh oh she popped and that's, I guess, since it's a positive test, I'm relating that to COVID, they popped. So people were popping left and right at these places. You're talking barbacks, busboys, hostesses. Oh, they come, oh, hey, how you doing, Tommy? Give you a little quick little hug. Nice to see you. Uh, feeling good. You know, everything's great. This and it. Next thing you know, you're spending, you know, 45 minutes with these people at the front door. And then the next thing you know, the next day, they say, oh, yeah, I'm positive. You better get tested, you know, this and that. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if I... I'm double-shotted, I'm boosted, and I know I had it once. 
I think I probably had it a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know. We'll find out. I've been exposed over the last couple of weeks on a, on a, on a fairly high level. Um, I feel I feel fine. Uh, I don't know how this shit works. You know what I mean? This Amarion is different. Okay, so here's the good news, right? So I hit you with a bunch of bad news. I'm talking about 16 minutes, basically, worth of bad news. Here's the good news. You want the good news? Um, this is a ma- It looks like this is a manageable variant. It looks like the Omarion is very manageable. I'm not sure. Obviously, probably there still are hospitalizations and deaths, even with those who are uh, without underlying symptoms, who did get boosted, all that stuff. I'm sure there's outliers. I'm sure there's outlying situations that are awful and tragic. But for the most part, if you're looking at the data, it's kind of showing that this Omarion is fairly let's call it what it is, uh, fairly benign in comparison to certainly what we had before the first cruise shut down and even, uh, you know, more benign through the Delta and everything like that. But we're going back to the bad news. Boy, is it contagious. Boy, is this thing contagious. It's ripping through everything. It seems like everybody's going to get it. It seems like it's, it's what it seems like. And, you know, people are not like, and, and and the CDC knows it, I guess, right? The CDC knows this is not as, uh, I guess, uh, harmful of a variant because of the fact that they changed the whole situation. So when you get it, you're not, you're not, you're not contagious after five days. So get back to work. No problem. Come back to work after five days. They went from 10 days to five days. Kind of insane, right? So I got people who pop. And then they're saying, hey, yeah, I just popped. Um, no big deal. It's Sunday. Um, yeah, I'm going to shut it down. I'll see you Friday. I'll be there for just about see you Friday. They don't even know what they're going to get. They just popped. And they're like, uh, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes down. Um, I'm sure I'm going to be fine. So just don't 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 cover my Friday shift because I'm going to be there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like crazy. They want to work. Uh they want to get back to work right away. Everybody spent a lot of money for the holidays. You know, it's been a little, uh, you know, early January can be slow sometimes and they want to make money. They want to, they want to work as much as possible. So they want to make sure that they secure their jobs, secure their shifts. And with this new kind of thing that's in place where it's only five days, they call in their shot before they even really start developing real symptoms. Boom. They pop on Sunday, got COVID. Not gonna, not gonna infect anybody. Got to quarantine five days. See you Friday at six. <laughs> so that's the good news part of it. You know what I mean? I'm hearing older people. In the beginning, I will say, like people were downplaying this thing a lot. Even in the beginning, when it first came out, and then you know we had that first wave where New York City was a war zone and all the hospitals. That was bad. Like obviously they were doing the singing in the streets. Uh, in, in yes, that was like a disaster. That was when they were uh, unfortunately being crashed, uh, stacking bodies in mobile morgues. Not good. Awful, awful, awful time. Then they seem to have got a little bit of a handle on it. Still fairly dangerous, but they seem like they got a pretty good handle on it. And, you know, whether it was the monoclonal antibodies treatment or whatever else they're going to use, you know, I guess, you know, that could be controversial, whatever, whatever, you know. Um, I don't, I don't want to get into who thinks what works or what doesn't. Um, but it was still pretty bad some people you were hearing if you had an outlying condition underlying condition you were in a little bit of trouble and um you know you'd hear that pretty often but now it seems like people are even older people 
people who have been sick, uh, uh, people. Because back then, I, I actually, I was freaking out a little bit because I knew people that were otherwise fine, but they were dead. I, I, I it was personal experience. It's all we can go by. People I know were poo pooing it, but I'm like, listen, poo poo it all you want. I'm not going to fight with you, but. My personal experience is that I know a bunch of people who really had a rough time or even worse with this. So I'm not taking it lightly. But now it really does seem as though people are getting it and they're kind of, you know, it seems like a little bit of a head cold. You know what I mean? It's a little, little bit of a lower symptom type of thing. But I'm still not out here to, uh, to act like it's, uh, I'm, I'm not going to underestimate this thing. You know what I mean? This is Mother Nature. I don't know anything about it. But. Here's what I think, guys. I think we're going to be past this in a few weeks. Uh, mark my words, uh, not because I'm not saying mark my words in terms of me being I know I'm right, but you know, mark this word, this is my prediction, is that I think when you're talking about maybe March, early March, getting near St. Patrick's Day, I think you're going to see the cases dramatically go down and you're going to see things kind of um, level off a little bit. I think the weather's going to get warmer. Uh, this I feel like this is in my heart. I got a hunch that this is like the last stand of it. Now I hope so. Of course, they can come out with some new variant that's worse, that's more contagious, more deadly than ever. Of course, that can all happen. Would any of us be shocked the way the last two years have gone? No. But this is what I think. I think that this is bad. I think it's like the last. You know, the last of it, I think, um, you know, we'll be through it in a little while. But I don't know what to do about February. I got three cruises booked. He is bad. This is bad, too, guys. I'm trying to call Carnival the last two days to try to figure out what my options are. Not, you can't get through. So there's an error. I'm on the travel agent side. Hit two for travel agent. Uh, hit one if you're in an existing cruise, whatever it is. Hit that. And then it automatically says... If you're trying to reach an employee, please uh, dial whatever portal. It's it's a, it's a, it's it's nothing to do. There's no menu that takes me to the next step. It doesn't just ring and let me wait for a an, an associate. And then I called as early as seven o'clock tonight on the regular line, not the travel agent line. And they said we're sorry, we're unfortunately the the calls are in high demand, whatever it is, whatever the verbiage is, and we will not be able to get to your call in time. Please try back in another time. So I've been calling for two days, and I don't even have the option to sit on hold and wait. So Carnival's been a little rough, at least on my end lately. So I got Carnival on February fifth. I have uh um. What do I have? Uh, Celebrity on February 12th. And then I have uh, Royal Caribbean, Allure of the Seas on was 18th or something like that, 19th. I don't want to go on any of them, guys. I don't. I don't want to go on any of them now anymore because I'm hearing St. Thomas is getting canceled. I'm hearing. I, I don't I don't want to have. Like, I, I did the back to cruising thing. And it was a great experience. There were no reported cases on my sailing. Yes, you did have to wear a mask, but it was otherwise a really good cruise experience. So I got that in. Do I need to go on three weeks of cruising with masks wrapped around my head for the entire cruise? All sorts of BS restrictions, threat of the, the cases spreading, and not being able to go to some of my favorite ports? Is that how I want to blow my vacations right now? 
Um, probably not. So now, yeah. So now that I decided or kind of negotiated that I was going to stay till October, the three weeks probably, you know, they didn't say no. They didn't say no. But I said, if I'm going to stay, let me do two weeks. So I was going to cancel one of them either way. The allure of the seas was probably going to go, especially since we're doing that in October. But I was going to do the carnival, Mardi Gras, which I, I really would love to do. And I was going to do the, um, the, 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 the celebrity with Chris. But now with these uh, port closures, and, and I don't know. I don't know. I still want to call up and find out what my options are. If they tell me that, you know, you cannot get the same price, you can't lift and shift or move it to wherever you want without paying the actual, because I got really good deals. If I lose out on these really good deals, I may have to go. I may take the cruises. But if they're going to tell me you can move it around to early spring or uh, late summer, whatever, I might do that. I might do that. We're also going to answer an email from Richard, Richard Hug. I think it's Hug, right? H-U-G. Is it Hug or Hug? Uh, I'm not sure. But Richard is a longtime legend in the Always Be Both Cohen family. And uh, he's always been uh, reliable with the emails. And he's always good interacting on the Facebook. Uh, Richard, a good email. And the re- it's one email, but it's a good, long, strong email. And it's a review, his observations on his cruise on the carnival um did i say miracle before i feel like i just wanted to say miracle which makes me think maybe before i said miracle if i did it was a mistake i meant the carnival mardi gras okay to ship that should be called the mardi gras part two but we're not gonna fight about that now um but that's what i think i think we'll be back i think everything will be okay i think this is the last licks for it and then we'll be back and cases will drop and we'll be kind of taking a big sigh of relief in that March kind of mid uh, sometime in March, probably mid March is what I'm going to go with. That's my answer. I'm sticking to it. So without further ado, let's go over to my interview with Mallory, Mallory, Mallory. You know that song, uh, Call On Me? Uh, or the other one by Steve Winwood. It's Call On Me, right? I'm the same boy I used to be. All right, let me play the interview. Here we go, Cones. Enjoy it. Mallory on her cruise where she was refused entry to a couple of her ports of call. And ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Always be booked cruise podcast. We have Mallory on the line. Mallory, say hello to everybody. What's up? Cones. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I stepped on your cone chat out there. My bad. It's okay. Uh, So I guess, yeah, I probably introed Mallory a little bit already. We're doing this first. I'm going to kind of go back in and fill everything else in. But Mallory, a loyal, always be booked. Uh, What would you call her? I mean, basically cone, super cone, whatever you want to call her. She's she's out there and she's killing it. But the one thing I, I always knew and why I always wanted to have you on the main show was because of your prowess when we were doing the lives. And if you weren't winning the trivia, you were always right up there. Yeah, I guess I am a cruise nerd, huh? Now, do I owe you some shot glassery or no? Do I? I'm sure. Nope. I did. You gave I me that up? mug in exchange, and that worked just fine. Oh, okay. The Key West one. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. So, uh, I like I said, we have a specific cruise experience that we want to cover, but I also wanted to kind of just get into some. Uh, cruisalities a little bit in general just because we're out here and 
it's just such uncertainty. You know, I think in a positive way, we're all just really, really happy that cruise ha- cruising has restarted again. But it's just, it feels like you were walking on eggshells out there. The news, the everything, it's like, you know, it's very daunting. But I wanted to get away from that a little bit and just talk some general cruise stuff. So what, when, when did you take your first cruise, Mallory? My first cruise was two months after I turned 21 back in August of 2010. Okay. And I was on the Conquest. You... And we did the Western Caribbean. So Cayman, Jamaica, and Cosmo. All right. So I got to ask you this too because you are a diving diva. And you have <laughs> – I actually just kind of coined that. <laughs> you you love to dive and you've always kind of talked about how much you love diving. Did the diving come before the like what was the was the passion for diving before the passion for cruising? Um the passion for the underwater world with the animals and wildlife and things was definitely there before cruising, but I recently got certified in 2017, so Okay. So you cruised first. Yes. Okay. And uh, what? What? When you first? And I know it's been a minute, but when you think back about your first cruise, like what nailed you? What grabbed you and made you think this is something I'm going to be win? Tri- I'm going to be winning trivia contests ten years later about. <laughs> the pure cruise bliss hit me on the first sea day. I would say. A little PCB. Being, yep. Yep. Just the. Uh, Blue skies, blue water, just blue everywhere. So, so. it wasn't like a thing where it took too long to really uh, get used to. You knew right away that you were going to be into it. Yes, and I grew up being skeptical about cruising because of the Titanic, and it was stupid. But I was offered a cruise, and I was like, sure, why not? And it's, you know, I haven't gone away from it since. So Why not? Have you seen the Titanic? <laughs> no. Yes, I have. That's my little sister's favorite movie. It's a great movie, but um, I mean, it's a classic. But what what do, what was I going to say? So, when you did take the first cruise, was like, I mean, everybody. See, I think my theory is all the people that hate on cruising so much. Most of them, you know, some of them, of course, there's legitimate seasick stuff out there. But like, I think most people are literally just afraid and have anxiety and don't want to do it now did you yes. did you relate to that did you have that when you first started no no everything just melted away <laughs> and i fell in love real fast because i did i was like I, yeah i think it took me maybe four or five cruises where i could have a sober night fall asleep i think i think oh. it really was Oh, Tommy. Yeah, I know. You're the one that won't fly either, so. Yeah, I go. I, I get it. But I'm saying, like, I I mean, the trains are good. Now the cruises are good. We're okay. There's no reason to go that high up in the air for these airplanes. They're out there. <laughs> I think they're just unconstitutional, to be honest with you. Um, oh, my goodness. I know. I know it's silly. But so the, the carnival, con- so the carnival conquest. Now, are you a carnival girl? I would say mostly. Yeah. Still right. want to try MSC, even though you hate on it so much. I hate on it totally in a joking way. We have a group okay. chat with a lot of the uh, with some with some of the pirates and pier runners, and we've become good friends, and we kind of chat back and forth, and we have like a little Facebook group chat. And every time Mallory brings up MSE, I just yeah, I just all caps F MSE, but I don't say F. I say the worst. I say the full word, and then people wonder why I'm. I'm really not that man. I don't. I don't care. I was gonna do. You know. I was talking to my dad on the phone a couple of weeks ago, not a couple of weeks ago, maybe like a month or so ago, and I've mentioned this in the Facebook group. You know, 
he was saying, yeah, you love these cruises, huh? I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know, you, I bet you can live on a cruise. I was like, I want to do the experiment. Would it be cheaper to live on a cruise? And I was like, all right, so let's take a sample space of a sample size of three months, put three months together, take out your rent, take out your car payment and put a, put apples to apples. Could you do it? And the answer is yes. And it's a resounding yes. If you ended up on the MSC Meraviglia, it was crazy how cheap you could spend three months at C4. But I just I, I didn't want to do that, like just on one cruise ship. So I had no problem if it was if it was meant to be to end up on the uh MSC Meraviglia, no problem whatsoever. Um, what is your fa- what's your favorite things? What do you love about cruising? What made you, I guess, just develop that passion to be at sea? Well, since I'm from Wisconsin, it's nice to get out of the cold every winter. And so I like seeing multiple places. I, I don't even know how many Caribbean ports I've been to now. And I just love being by the ocean. I would like to become a snowbird one day and just have more of the Caribbean in my life. Oh, so you want to do like a like a like a half a year there, half a year away? Yeah, that would be cool. It's true. We have that same. I mean, you have the gene, whether you have the gene or not. Some people just don't get it, but it's there's no question about it. When I'm when I when I'm around palm trees, things are better. Just life is better. I agree. <laughs> Yeah. So you opened my eyes up to something a long time ago and I had no idea. I, you know, I like to, I've been to, I don't know, 85% of the islands in the Caribbean via, by way of cruise. And I've loved pretty much most of them. Maybe Grand Cayman, I might have a little, you know, something for, but who knows? And I know you, you know, I know you love Grand, but a lot of people love Grand Cayman, but I had no idea until I was going to go on a celebrity UR comped cruise that, this place, St. Lucia, I looked it up and I researched it like I do before most cruises. I was like, this place is a little different. And you'd been there and you told me, yeah, you know what? You didn't You didn't realize it. You didn't realize how beautiful it was there. I still haven't been there to this day. But am I correct? And I, I kind of underestimated that island? Yes, definitely. Um, it's only a, you know, a southern Caribbean port. And even now, it's kind of hard to get to cruising-wise. But I know you love the mountains and good views. So St. Lucia, it's like the, they have those pitons. They're two mountains. And I actually got to scuba dive right at the base of them. Under, And it was, there was so much coral. Great life, great quality of things. That's gotta like be, they that's, take care of their reefs, so. That's got to be a pure cruise bliss moment, right? When you're in there and you're underwater and then you come up from being underwater and you look up and it's just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it it was unlike any other dive I've done. And what was crazy is that was the first cruise me and my husband, Andrew, took together. And when we were in St. Lucia diving, there was a crew member, or it seemed like he worked with Carnival, taking pictures of towel animals underwater and years later, when we took our Journeys cruise, which was a 12-day on the Glory, they had their photographer, Carnival's head photographer on there. And that was the same guy that we met scuba diving years before. Oh, that must have been a crazy moment when you realized that, right? Yes, it was. And we talked to him about it after. And the animal photo he took 
is in the Carnival Tower Towel Maker book you can buy for kids. Oh, so it was like a set up design photo shoot. Yes. Okay. As cool and as breathtaking as St. Lucia was, I happen to know that it is not your certified favorite port of call. Which one is? Barbados. And why is that? The sand, the culture, the reefs, everything about it. It is it's exotic and just gorgeous. It's true. When you go to these places, you know, obviously I love Nassau. I love even San Juan, you know, Key West. I love them all. Cozumel. They're beautiful. They're very, very highly traveled. There's a lot of traffic goes back and forth. Uh, you can do a lot of those in a three, four day run uh, most of the time. But then you have those outlier islands. As you go from the greater Antilles across south and east to those lesser Antilles, you're right. It becomes a little bit more exotic and a little bit more different like St. Lucia. Like I was like, you know, it's just something to me in the in the photos. It's just something different about it. It just has like a... I, I've said it a couple of times that it just reminds me of the Hawaii, the Hawaii of the Caribbean. And mm-hmm. when you get down there, you're talking about the origin of the music. You're talking about a different type of thing. And, you know, you, you just make your way down those chains of islands and you eventually end up in South America. But it's just in general, even when you're on your way there, you know, you have to take a little bit more of an eastern route. So you're like in a little bit of a middle of nowhere. So all that stuff has to play into why you love that part of the world so much, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for real, I, I just I have to get there eventually. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, it happens soon. I'm looking and we'll talk about the state of cruising in a minute uh, as it is right now. But I'm looking at cruises right now. And that's kind of like my thing. I had this whole kind of three week or, or three or four cruise in February thing planned out um some of the cruises that i'm going on right now that i'm scheduled to be on they've already canceled places like saint thomas and uh places like nassau and i don't know i just don't know about state but i i really really want to look into getting out to the uh southeastern caribbean but where do you see it right now there's so much talk about you know whatever variant is out there and whatever rules and regulations are going to be out there you were recently on a cruise right yes i was on the quote-unquote infected cruise ship that came back oh yeah the <laughs> to outbreak, miami right? one of the two yep okay so what's what 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 ship and uh cruise line was that i was on the carnival freedom over christmas so we left on Saturday the 18th and came back it was actually Sunday the 26th 26th. and you basically were on this Christmas cruise it was you know everything's back we're feeling good and I don't know like so I was first really really concerned I mean not at first I mean as recently as maybe a week and a half ago overly concerned about you know the state of uh, I was getting depressed because it's like we felt like we made it through the original version, then Delta and Alpha and so all these all these different variants. And then Christmas comes. We're all kind of taking our foot off the gas pedal, I guess, from a uh, I guess concern standpoint. And then I they started. And again, you guys know what I do for a living. I'm in the restaurant business. People just started dropping like flies around me. Now, I got sick a couple of weeks ago and I. I still don't know if I had it or not. It felt way worse because I had it before. It felt way worse than the first time. And I don't know what it is. But where, where has your mindset been? Cruise aside, talk society for a second. Where has your mindset been? 
Are you one of those people who kind of like, you know, we got to mask up, we got to be careful, or are you one of these people that are like, everybody's got to be vaccinated, or are you like, you know what, let's let's roll the dice, this thing is what it is, we're not going to stop our lives, where, where do you stand? I mean, I think the decision is totally a personal one, you know, I'm, I got vaxxed so I could cruise <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad I am vaccinated now. You know, if you're vaccinated, you're doing your part. And I feel like that's all you can really do and not to live in fear because, like I said, you did your part and, you know, you only live once. Yeah. So I'm not letting this hold me back from experiencing my life that's in front of me. Because you never know what tomorrow will bring. So I'm not just going to sit around and waste time. Shout out to Joe Glow. We couldn't get Joe Glow to, uh, to get the jab, could we? No, no. <laughs> we'll see about him. <laughs> I really Joe. Joe is Joe is another pirate and peer runner and a cone. And I just didn't. I I again. None of it bothers me. None of it. I mean, none of it. Yeah. I don't take any of it personally. Whether you're the first one in line to get all three shots, or you're absolutely not letting somebody uh, put it like me. I I don't have a problem with any of it whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. And you I know, agree. believe it or not, we live in a time and a day and age where some people have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Of course. It's insane. So you're going on this cruise, and what are the stops uh, supposed to be? Well, the itinerary changed a few times. Um, okay. I believe Curacao was added on, but it was originally Half Moon K, Grand Turk. And Aruba and Bonaire. It's and changed then they so changed many times, it. you don't even know how many yep, we're yep. So then when we got on, it was supposed to be the ABCs. And that was it. With four sea days. Okay. So you lost a port of call, but that's still a pretty ridiculous itinerary. So I'm sure not too many people are, are, are complaining too much, right? Yeah. I mean, the people that complained were the ones that got quarantined. Oh, wow. And we're stuck on the second floor, I would say, but. So the ship takes off. Well, it doesn't take off. It's not a plane. It sets sail. It heads out late. It was delayed okay. by a few hours for logistical reasons. And then all of a sudden we just started off. But I believe we started like two hours behind schedule. And that's happening a lot with the restart. I mean, every, uh, not every, but a lot of cruises are, are ending up for whatever reason getting off to a late start i guess maybe it might have something to do with the um i guess the embarkation process that's being more scrutinized i don't know all right so you do eventually take off and i mean it sets sail and you end up uh making your way towards what's the first stop supposed to be curacao okay so talk us through when that started to break down <laughs> well we arrived to curacao on time and we were you know, we had breakfast and we were all ready to get off and scuba dive. And um, we were told that they wanted their epidemiologist to come on board and to clear us. Okay. And so that took, I would say, almost an hour and a half. And then we got the all clear and the rest of the day was great. Okay. So you had a fun day in Curacao. You were able to scuba dive? Yes. And then yes. How, and and talk about that. Was that one of a where would you rank in your uh diving career? Where would you rank the Curacao experience you just enjoyed? Uh I would say top 5. Yeah. Mhm. Mm I would definitely go back. 
had you been for there before? a week at a time if I could. <laughs> oh, okay. So this you'd you'd go to Curacao for a land based. Oh, for sure. Nice, nice. And uh, what made it like amazing? What was so great about it? What was like unique about it? Well, it's Dutch Caribbean, so European influence. Um, I guess that's the land of the giants because the original settlers were very tall in stature. Oh, okay. So they say. And um, my husband loved that it felt exotic, but it was also not too hustle and bustly. Everyone was very laid back and chill and friendly. You know, like nothing like bustling NASA or anything like that. It right. was more of a chill, chill vibe. And it does have that, it does have that uh you have to get that iconic picture of the different colored uh facades that you know when you're pulling into port and uh you, you did you end up going across that 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 bridge? We did not. We got back to the ship and were tired and just went back on board and stayed on board, but if I would have known that that would have been our only port, I definitely would have gone out. Right, and so spent more time. So you basically got an excursion right from the ship, and then they took you right to your dive location. Yes, we we um, actually took a taxi to the dive shop, and we rented the equipment, and we did a few shore dives from the dive shop's house. Oh, okay. Reef. So usually we do go to the dive shop and then take a boat for boat dives but we decided to do shore dives at our own pace gotcha. so we actually spent two solid hours underwater oh nice nice very nice uh that's that's what i would say about curacao next time you you go there there's even if you don't you don't have to do anything crazy in curacao i think they do have the aloe uh factory there it's a great place to hang out and party i think as well a lot of times my experience every time i was looking at a curacao sailing it was always going to be kind of like a little bit later in the evening so i love that i love like you know like a couple of things you know i love the views and the elevation the mountains i also love when you get a chance to experience a port when the sun goes down and the uh action heats up but i think curacao has a lot of that they have a lot of sunset cruises a lot of uh you know just bars where you can kind of have some fun at but just that one, I guess, that picture that everybody takes, it's the iconic picture of, you know, almost like the Megan's Bay shot from St. Thomas Mountaintop. It's like very similar, uh, you know, the, just the multicolored buildings, uh, different businesses or buildings, office buildings, whatever they are, but they're beautiful. But then if you go right across that bridge, there's a whole town, a whole marketplace. It's like a network of, it's like a grid system of just shops and places to go and things like that. You just plenty to do there as well. And I, I want the other time I went, I did the, um, I just did a tour. I ended up in some caves or something. You, I think you corrected me. What was the term for those things that come from the ceiling and one? Some come from the top and come from some come from the spellamorites. Spellas. Cenotes? No, not the cenotes. That's what you. That's the stalagmites. Uh, st yes, stalagmites and, and stalactites. Stalag, yeah, that's okay. The which is which? Uh, I believe stalactite is the one that comes down, and then stalagmite is the one that comes from the bottom. Yeah, that was a pretty crazy experience. You're running around in caves, and the stalag whatever's are all over the place, and then <laughs> you have these bats flying around. It's pretty nuts, but it was cool. It was really really cool. All right, so you leave. The beautiful port of Curacao, and you're headed to what was supposed to be the next one. 
Bonaire. Bonaire. And technically, we made it to Bonaire. They just didn't let us off. Okay, so you got to Bonaire. We were like docked and everything. You sailed in. You docked. You stopped. You got up. You got ready. And then Bonaire said, just kidding. Pretty much. And we're just going to be sailing around Klein Bonaire for the day. How'd they communicate that to you? Um, well, our cruise director, TJ, after the first day, he mysteriously disappeared. And then we oh. had Stefan be our cruise director, was our cruise director. Okay. So Stefan let us know that we were not allowed in Bonaire and... Now what, were you, now, what what, what was going through your mind when they did a, 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 a change of cruise directors in the middle of the uh, of the cruise? It was weird. I mean, you know, people in our Facebook sailing group were talking. You yeah. know, there's lots of rumors and things. Yeah. But I guess a lot of the performers also got quarantined, and so we didn't have a lot of shows available. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they had just the acoustic version, so just the musicians playing for the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's got to be a little, I don't want to say scary, but you got to say concerning because, you know, you have a group of people. Uh, mm-hmm. At this point, it seems like it's a significant group of people who are clearly, uh, you know, they, they, they got the vid. And then you have these other people that, you know what? They're exposed, right? So, like, Mm. when are they going to pop a positive? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we were happy just to be on board. And, you know, they required masks inside. Uh And I would say 98% of people wore masks. And the few that we saw that didn't were teenagers that were old enough to be on their own. And were just, you know, ticked us off. They were the only non-compliant ones, it seemed. It's very difficult because what you have to do in this situation, you really have to rely on just humanity at that point. And you have to rely on the fact that, okay, you know what? You may not want to wear a mask, but can we can we just kind of agree that it's just out of courtesy, mm-hmm. out of courtesy for everybody else who feels more comfortable. You know, you may not believe it. You may think it's fake. You may think it's not a, the, the virus isn't real, all that stuff. But can you just for the purpose of us couple of hundred people being out to sea trapped in a very controlled and small controlled space. Can you just be a little courteous for the purpose of, I guess, just, you know, keeping things normal, but some people just can't help themselves, I guess. Right. Yeah. It was really the, the kids that, you know, their parents weren't around. Yeah. I feel, I get it. But I mean, on my cruise on the Oasis, I noticed there were just adults that you could just know. You know, mm. you, if you wanted a problem with them, you can. Hey, put your mask on. You know what? I, I've said it so many times. I'm at sea. I'm not having problems. I am, I am avoiding yeah. problems at all costs at sea. This is my happy place. I'm not looking. You know, if I was, you know, <laughs> maybe a work day if I'm on land and it's 30 degrees in New York City or in, uh, you know, Wisconsin. Yeah, I might not be as uh, friendly. But, you know, at sea, I'm not going to. But I just, at the same time, you just look at these people and you just wonder, why, why, what, what, what battle are you just continuously fighting? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you feel bad for the crew for having to deal with it. Yeah. You know, we had, there were like a crew member in every stairwell, basically by the Lido and like the promenade decks, just standing there with the backpack ready with masks for people. Right. And, so. what, and what are you supposed to do if like you get some, you know, 65 year old, six foot five, just 
uh, angry. Not, not that 65-year-olds are angry. I'm just picking an age out of nowhere. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, as you get up there, you get a little cranky. And when, I'm not wearing a mask. USA. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm listen, I'm as patriotic as anybody. But you'll, you'll get that. And what are you supposed to do? Hold them down and tr- strap a mask to them? It's just, can we get some cooperation yeah. is all it is. Yeah, I think I honestly think the mask stuff is in the contract or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. That but you like agree I said, to, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm 100% sure it is, but, you know, it just comes down to enforceability. You know what I mean? Yes. So then when you're not able to go to Bonaire... What do you what do you decide to do? What do you what do you, was this the thing where like okay you know what because I know you probably a hundred percent tried to make the best of this, uh, but I could also see a scenario where you know what as hard as I'm trying to make the best of this uh, best of this I, I'm in Bonaire I can't get off the ship now I got a full day on the ship with the other I don't know seven or eight hundred people that are here what 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 did you end up occupying your day with? Well, I got a drink right away. There you <laughs> I go. Was like, Screw it. Yeah, I, it was disappointing, mostly because our original honeymoon was supposed to be to Bonaire. We had the flights booked, and because it's the dive capital, shore dives of the world. So this was our second try going to Bonaire, and when that didn't happen, I was like, okay, I guess third time is the charm. That's a good but little, that hold was, on. can I stop you for a second? That's a good little nugget right there, a little maybe a pro tip. It is the you mentioned shore diving before in Curacao. Yes. And then now you saying Bonaire is the shore diving capital of the world. Can yeah, you first of all yeah. tell me what a shore dive is? Obviously it's probably you don't need a boat, you just jump for the, you just you know, go from the beach, but what what makes a good shore dive? It's a a good shore dive is right off the shore. Yeah. So your you know, boat dives are more remote places, um with usually deeper um dives yeah and then the shore dives it all depends like where you are and um grand cayman is a great shore dive place too but bonaire is like the best of the best for shore diving and our plan was to rent a golf cart and rent scuba tanks and we were supposed to be there from 8 a.m to 11 p.m so we were going to just dive to all our hearts content until we could without getting um nitrous bubbles the bends from being underwater too the bends? much yes the bends yep the bends i know the bends so that was our plan so that's good that... information though so sure people who do people who want to dive now would you say this is equal not maybe not equally but could you get a good significant amount of enjoyment out of this just from a, a snorkel snorkel perspective i would say yes okay That's good information. Um, If you want to keep it simple, so if you want to introduce yourself into the world of diving, but you're not ready to go with the whole paddy route, you don't want to go out into this big, long boat excursion and pay hundreds of dollars, just to know, if you want to start off, uh, you heard, Grand Cayman's a pretty decent spot, and Bonaire is the best in the world at just being able to kind of go in from the beach, right? Yeah, but the thing about Bonaire is it's very rocky. And so we were going to rent special booties and fins that are strong enough to deal with the jagged rocks. So I'm sure you could find a nice, like, sand entry thing for snorkeling in Bonaire, but Bonaire is the one island where they advise you to have booties and things, which I do not have. So you can get the gorgeous shore diving, but they make it. Yes. You got Some of them are, yeah, some of the entries are like off clips and things i guess but oh, wow. there are lots of easy ones too 
Okay. All right, cool. So that's it. So you ended up having some drinks instead. Now, at this point, when do you find out that uh, Aruba is in question? Well, we figured that they would just follow suit, and we hung in the area for a while, and then we started to move before they said any updates about Aruba. And then before you know it, we look on the ship tracking channel and we are like northeast of Aruba and we are not turning west so at all. So that's how you found out. You found out just by watching the <laughs> that's, Yep. Yep. That's yep. Lot. Yeah, we pretty much assumed it, but And then when did they actually make the announcement? Hmm. They made it later in the evening. Well, they still haven't told you yet, have they? Correct. <laughs> All right, so when you f- when you realize you're not going to Aruba, like where what are you feeling? Are you feeling upset, disappointed? Obviously you're feeling disappointed. But I guess my question is what level? Are you feeling like from oh this sucks but oh well we'll deal with it to this cruise is absolutely ruined? Where were you between those two sp- those two areas? It definitely was disappointing. We were hopeful that they could add either Half Moon K or something on the way back instead. Uh, we had like $700 worth of onboard credit to use, so we had some fun in the casino. Okay. You know, we we made our own fun. Yeah. How many people were on this ship? 2,000. 2,000? So like two, yeah. Okay. So that maybe the ship, so that maybe 70, I think the ship can hold what, around like just show I have 3,000? So you got a pretty decently full ship, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 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 And then we were thinking like, wow, how bad is it on board right now that Bonnier said no <laughs> and Aruba said no. You right. Know, because at this point, wonder- you just, that's the question I was going to ask you. So at this point, do you understand what the situation is with the original cruise director? Did they, did yes. they make an announcement? Yep. Did they tell you? Uh, I don't think they did make it like an official announcement my question i guess is while you're in real time on this ship how i'm I'm sure you have your suspicions i'm sure you're probably thinking there's problems and you know but how transparent is the cruise line being with the condition of the potential quote-unquote what some people call an outbreak that's currently going on were they were they forthcoming with information for you or they were just letting you figure it out on your own um they did mention that we weren't allowed to Bonaire due to COVID cases on board. And, but that was pretty much it. They, they did not say much. Okay. They were, they were acting as if everything was normal, you know? So they were trying to, obviously, and, and as much as you want transparency, you have to kind of understand that, you know, that, that line of thinking, because what are you going to do? It's a, it's a delicate mm-hmm. situation. And the last yeah. thing you want is a crazy panic going on at, at sea, right? Exactly. Yeah. So how many days was this cruise scheduled to be? It was eight days. So it was an eight day scheduled cruise. A lot of people do have time off. What was the crowd like? Was it mostly families? Was it uh, singles? Was it a party cruise? Was it a lot of anniversaries and birthdays and honeymoons like yourself? What would you describe the crowd as? I would say mostly families and couples. Okay. 
So if you wanted to, like, you know the type of cruises I like. Here's what I'll say, too. So you're talking about the Carnival Freedom. Now, it's a little different if you're on an Oasis-class ship and it's it's mostly just, you know, there's a lot more ways to occupy your time if you're on a big, giant, you know, newly refurbished or, or, or technologically advanced ship. You're on the Carnival Freedom. Let's not call that the newest and greatest that cruising has to offer. As beautiful as the carnival experience is did the fact that carnival is a little bit of an older a little bit more of like um i don't want to call it basic but i'll just say one of the one of the og type cruise ships not necessarily did that affect your experience at all yeah i would say if we were you know how odyssey of the seas was denied all ports uh, except for coco k and they were sailing the same time we were I wouldn't mind being on <laughs> the Odyssey for seven sea right, days. Right. But and I'm I saying, mean, like, I love the carnival. Yeah. I love the carnival product, and I've been itching to get back to exactly like what the freedom is. Because I'm talking like you know the crazy wild decor. I'm talking fun wacky piano bar. I'm talking guys burger. You had you don't have the open aft pool, but you have the aft pool back there. Uh, did, did, I mean, let's just tell you, did you like the ship in general? What were some of your favorite parts yeah, about the ship? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been on the Conquest, and then I've been on the Glory. Mm-hmm. So all that's left of this class would be liberty, right? And freedom. Okay. Oh yeah, I, yeah. So you okay. you were familiar. Yes, very very familiar. All right, cool. What and what were some of the highlights on the ship? Did you end up in the nightclub? Did you just really enjoy the dining? <laughs> did you do no the piano, nightclub piano bar? <laughs> we enjoyed the steakhouse. Okay. And I actually had bone marrow. As an appetizer, and that's kind of crazy for me. You had it some was bone good. marrow, huh? Now in the steakhouse, yeah, did they yeah. bring you those mini, like, like finger-sized cheeseburgers? Those little tiny people sandwiches? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. What is with that? I mean, it's cute, but I don't, I don't get it. That's yeah. like their thing. They bring yeah. out these. We were kind of surprised with that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Tiny... Americans love cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> tiny, tiny cheeseburgers. Thank you. Yeah. How did you know I was going to order this? Uh, <laughs> but how was the bone marrow? Did you like it? It was good. Super beefy flavor. Really? And oh, I also had Wagyu steak, which was really good too. Yeah, to me, Car- uh, you've said it before, Carnival, best steakhouse at sea, hands down, no question, uh, at least of the big three. Um, all right, so you got some diving in. I mean, I, you have thank to. Thank God. You have to. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was God. just going to yeah, say thank that. Thank God for Curacao. You have to cherish <laughs> that first little you know, taste of Curacao that you had. Mm-hmm. Now you're on your way back. And uh, you know what was the what was the mood on board? Were people kind of like you know disappointed? Were people like, all right, let's make the best of it? Now, rate just give me a little bit of a synopsis of the whole vibe of the cruise. Did you overall enjoy it? Was it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? It was definitely a thumbs up. We missed cruising. I would say it was, you know, a combo of really chill, happy people that seemed to be like they were frequent cruisers you know like platinum and things like they were just so happy to be on board and no issues with anything and then there were people that were upset and they wanted more like reimbursement for missing the ports and whatnot and you know it's not like we hung out by guest services but i did overhear people saying that they were complaining to guest services about you know and then when they found out that odyssey of the seas that was turned away by all those ports. They got, you know, half their crews off 
half off their next cruise and like $500 on board credit. And then we got a hundred bucks per stateroom. And then everyone, every stateroom got to play bingo to win a free cruise. <laughs> That's a little bit. In, I mean, I love carnival, yeah. but they, they have not necessarily uh, led the way when it comes to uh, just automatic guest compensation for these crazy, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunate things. But I guess yeah. that's the way it is. All right. So when's the next one? When when are we uh, gonna brave the high seas again next, Mallory? Yeah. I mean, I was supposed to cruise this month in January with a friend for her first cruise, but we just booked a flight direct to St. Croix. So we were gonna we're gonna be diving in St. Croix. Oh, that's amazing. I know it sucks. Yeah. That you're not gonna be able to cruise, but at the yeah, same time, yeah. I mean, we yeah. could cruise, and I think everyone who is open to cruising should just go with an open mind treat it like hurricane season except you may not miss you know make the ports yeah. due guaranteed to hurricane things. season here you go <laughs> yeah 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 i'm not sure we might cruise this fall okay. like august september october we'll see well you know i do have i do know of a cruise on a particular cruise on october 15th oh the allure on the allure of the seas it is going to be a uh Aruba Knights, Pirates, and Pirates, and you missed Aruba. You know what I mean? I know you got yeah, you got, you got the husband true. now. You could bring an extra. Uh, yeah. I mean, he not be he may not be ready for some of the, the the hijinks that go on. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he's not. But you know. Yeah, I mean, are we allowed to scuba dive on it? Oh, are you could do it. What? <laughs> do whatever you want. Are we allowed to dive on the the group cruise? Is, or uh, is this like a, no. a, a drink package requirement type thing? You know, damn well you you can come and go as you please. In the group. As long as you can handle, you know, me doing a couple of leg lifts in the nightclub and one of the nights, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I'm just super pumped for this. Like, I mean, I, I plan on immersing myself in Aruba, just start Good. to finish, just do all of the things in Aruba with that. You know, what is it? A 14 hour stay in Aruba. That's I think that's, that's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that and. I really had a good experience on Oasis with that uh, rear, uh, closer to aft uh, neighborhood facing boardwalk facing ba- balcony, uh, and I'm and I'm excited to do that without the stupid abyss slide there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm pumped about this cruise. I think it's going to be uh, a, a great time. Like I said, you always try to duplicate things, and every, anytime you try to make things better than they were on the first one, you always get in trouble because a lot of times it just doesn't work out like that. But I, I, needless to say, I'm very, very optimistic and looking forward to this one. It's going to be awesome. Got to get Joe Glow on. We got to get Joe. We got to figure out, you know, maybe can we like sedate him and then maybe hit him with the shot. Maybe he doesn't know it. Or maybe he softens yeah. up at the, by that point. Or maybe by then you don't even need the shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? There's a bunch of, bunch of scenarios that could take place. But either way, yeah, we got to go. We got to do it. Anyway, Mallory, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I know I've kept you for uh, almost forty-five minutes here. Any any closing thoughts? Thanks thought? for having me. Any closing thoughts for the cones out there? Don't give up on cruising. That's a great. It's one. Still great. The staff, everything, just go with the flow. Just go with the flow and be ready to quarantine afterwards if something happens. Thanks, Mallory, and go Packers. Thanks, go Pack, go. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show, as we mentioned in the intro, 
Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Whatever you want to talk about, anything that's on your mind related to cruising, or honestly, whatever you want to talk about. Right, let's keep it cruising, keep it travel related somehow or another. If you think you got a little funny bit to do, feel free. But shout out to Juan Valdez from Sacramento, never disappoints. Always comes with something witty, brings the wit. I got to tell you that kid from Sacramento. Uh, what goes on up there in Sacramento? I heard that part of the country is just all they do is breed MMA fighters. Is it is Juan, are you like a tough guy? Is that like you got to be like a tough tattoo guy? Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe the, the, the family grew up in Bakersfield, you know, but what is it, bailing hay? Bailing hay, working on the farm. And then the evolution is you go down to Sacramento or uh, St. Louis Obispo. How do you say that? St. Louis Obispo. And then you end, you end up getting a coach and working on the MMA, you know, whatever. I don't know. But anyway, I don't, I don't know how we get to the places we get to. I am sorry. We're out here doing our best. Shout out to Richard Hugh. Uh, hug i'm gonna go with hug it's just h-u-g richard hug let's do it and uh he was on recently the carnival mardi gras and he shared his experience with us he says tommy some thoughts on the carnival mardi gras sailing december 11th to 18th 2021 our boarding time on the mardi gras was scheduled for 12 noon we arrived at the port at 11:20 a.m dropped off our luggage and then parked the car at the port we then walked to the check-in area and were processed nearly immediately that's always good news the first step on the mardi gras was at 11:46 a.m curb to ship perhaps a new record for us so 12 what do we say arrived at the port at 11:20 and on board at 11:46 that's a great curb to ship time we're going to go 26 minutes on that uh phenomenal phenomenal job uh we followed the we followed their advice proceeded uh, the Mardi Gras th- proceeded to, I'm saying, assuming, the Mardi Gras Theater and joined a small group, total of six, to go through all the mustard drill stuff. Okay, let me back up. Perhaps a new record for us. Carnival staff immediately welcomed us and suggested that we proceed to the mustard location. We followed their advice, proceeded to the Mardi Gras Theater, and joined a small group, total of six, to go through the mustard drill. Took about five minutes. Then off to our room to pick up the keys, drop off our luggage. We were at the buffet by 1210. So you got, you drove up to the port at noon and you were chewing food at the buffet by 1210 p.m. That's pretty impressive. I don't care who you are or where you're from. The Mardi Gras Marketplace Buffet is a bit different than we have experienced on other ships. It is divided up into several small rooms connected by wide aisles. That feeling of the hungry horde attacking the buffet was avoided by this approach. Shaq's Big Chicken is at the rear of the ship adjacent to the buffet, so that was our first meal. Very good, but not really much better than Chick-fil-A. Now, Richard, my rebuttal to that was, if if it's at all better than Chick-fil-A, it's really good. I would not attach any butts to that. I mean, I would not expect to get on a cruise ship and get a chicken sandwich as good as Chick-fil-A. If you're telling me Shaq's Big Chicken is at all better than Chick-fil-A, that is a serious chicken sandwich that I'm looking forward to getting my hands on. After our bellies were full, we went to the top of the ship and explored the floors proceeding downward. First thing was Bolt. Bolt is the roller coaster, by the way. 
It is impressive. $15 per ride. Up on top was the water park with some great slides, a kids' water park, a ropes course, mini golf, and sports court for basketball, volleyball, and other sports. In the forward part of the ship, the top deck is a private retreat for guests that will have a suite. Uh, You can rent a cabana for $500 per day. One deck down was the Serenity adults-only section. It was huge with two large hot tubs and a nice-sized pool. That's good to hear. Now, I don't spend too much time in the Serenity deck, Richard, but to know that those people over there who do enjoy it, now they got two nice hot tubs. The hot tubs were always there, but I don't remember. I'm trying to think. On the on the on the Vista class, is there a pool in the Serenity deck? I know there's two levels, but that is amazing. If there's a pool there, good for them. We had a forward-facing spa balcony on deck 17. The room was average size, but the balcony was uh, double a typical balcony. In addition, Carnival has done a spectacular job in creating storage in the room. We overpacked and still could not fill all the storage space. Now that's something you don't hear too often, is it, guys? The shower was large, and the door pivoted. At, at the middle, and uh, an engineering marvel. The room gets an A+. Plus. Damn, wow. Since the spa, see this, I'm going to read this, and I'm going to like force myself to go on this cruise that I'm already booked on. Uh, since the spa was on deck five, we had a private elevator to whisk us from deck 17 to deck five. No other stops. Wow, that's a nice touch. Carnival came forward with these spa cabins and i think that was on the splendor where they started the spa cabins and you know you just get a spa you get the robe and you get you i'm sorry you get a stateroom uh, that comes with a robe and it gives you access to the thermal suites and the rest of the spa now they're taking it to another level where you can uh get direct access from the elevator that is amazing Proceeding downward in the aft part of the ship, above the buffet was both Guy's Burger Joint and the two-level Red Frog Rum Bar. Both are excellent. On the Lido deck, besides a rather small pool, are the two large hot tubs that were loaded with kids for most of the cruise. And that's what you're going to get on Carnival. The Blue Iguana Cantina and the Seafood Shack and the Street Eats Little Food Shops make up the rest of the Lido deck. Think of Street Eats as food trucks. Yes, I do remember hearing that in a lot of the promotion and the buildup that the Street Eats were not only going to be like you know food truck Uh, I guess, style in how you get the food, but also in a lot of the fare that they will be offering. Uh, moving on, as the uh, after the buffet is the Tides Pool and another two hot tubs, you can stand in the pool and look aft for one of the best views at sea. Of course, bars are all around. What you just mentioned right there, Richard, as you know if you're at all a fan of this show, is that it is my favorite piece of real estate on any cruise ship the next deck of interest is deck eight the atrium goes from decks six to eight there is seating on every level and lots of great performances uh in the atrium it also it it is also at the side of the ship so there is a glass wall stretching from deck six to eight a wonderful view of the sea and i think that same wall if i'm not mistaken is is like the backdrop to a lot of shows and performances and things like that if i researched and observed this ship correctly deck eight also has the havana section this includes a a bar pool and balcony rooms with little private alcoves oh yes a hot tub several specialty restaurants are also on deck eight some free and some for an extra charge deck eight also had the summer landing area with guys pig and anchor the brew house sports bar and heroes tribute 
lounge. Outside is another aft pool with a few hot tubs scattered around. And that's what I love. I think, if I'm not mistaken, both of those aft pools give you access to regular guests. I may be wrong on that. I'm not sure. I think... I think I'm right. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they moved the Havana section to the front of the ship so everybody can get access to both aft pools on the respective decks. Uh, Deck 7 has the casino, which is very large. Keep hearing about this, like this overwhelmingly large casino on the Mardi Gras. Also, there were some other specialty restaurants and the upper floor of the main dining room. Deck 6 had the piano bar the Punchliner Comedy Club, the Limelight Lounge, and one more dining room. For dinner, one can eat in the main dining room, Chibang or Cucina del Capitano. Pro tip, if you can't book Chibang or Cucina del Capitano before you're seating in the... In the if you can... I think that's... He said if you can't. It just says if you... Pro tip, you can't book Chibang or Cucina del Capitan before you're seating in the main dining room. Okay, so that makes sense. So book... Anytime dining. Chibang was our favorite dining venue. With Wait, let me make sure I understood what he said. So you can't book Chibang or Cucina del Capitan before you're seating in the main dining room. So if you have a seating earlier, you want to make sure that um, you realize you're not going to be able to book any of those restaurants before you're seating in the main dining room. So if you're interested in seating in those places, sitting in those places, book Anytime Dining. I think that's what he's saying. Chibang was our favorite dining venue with both a Chinese and Mexican menu. Mix and matching are permitted. Pot stickers followed by ultimate nachos were my favorite starters. Except in the pay-for restaurants, tablecloths have been removed from the dining venues. They also had you place your entire order, including dessert, quickly as you sat down. Uh, they would give you they would give you menus if you asked for them, but most folks use the Carnival Hub app, which is excellent. Now I f- I feel like that's on every cruise, right? Every time I've been on a cruise, if I'm not mistaken, you order your whole meal while you're sitting. Uh, you know, it, to me, it's just. It's more efficient that way. Yes, is it fine dining? Correct. It's not a fine dining experience. And you know what? You kind of have to know everything. You're a little under the gun. But to me, it moves things along a little quicker. And Carnival, if there's an issue that I have with Carnival in the main dining room, they just hit you with a bunch of shit over the head that you got to listen to and deal with, especially on that last night where everybody's got to get a tribute. It's a sing-along. We're leaving on a fun cruise. Uh, we're leaving all, uh, all the songs they got to sing, and the, everybody's got to get a thank you. I, I just want to eat, and I want to get out and enjoy my last night. No offense, I appreciate everybody's hard work. We tip everybody, uh, you know, and then you get the speech at the table. You know, enough with the speeches. I'm sorry. I pay pay top dollar for these cruises. Sometimes, usually, sometimes you get a really good deal. But uh, for the most part, I, I could do without the speeches, you know. Another thing to note was the piano bar. Mike Mack was the artist and was one of the best piano players we have ever seen. Extremely talented and lots of fun. Now, I believe you when you're saying that. Because I know that I uh, experienced some artists on the cruise ships that uh, I, they are worth writing home about. And it sounds like this guy, Mike, Mike Mack, was. But I will also say the Carnival Cruise Line Piano Bar very rarely disappoints. The ship is a masterpiece. Oh, shit. Wow, Richard going in hard. 
While we had over 5,000 fellow guests, it never seemed crowded. The entertainment was excellent from classic to new age. Most nights, there were comedians in both the punchliner and the limelight from 5.30 until 10. At 11, the comedians joined forces in the Mardi Gras Theater, and chaos was created extremely fun. Experience was an A+. Carnival has done a great job with his ship. Ladies and gentlemen, I think we all got to thank Richard for this review because he basically is saying that the Mardi Gras knocks it out of the park. And I've been saying a long time, I've been really excited about getting back to that old school carnival feel, that uh, 90s and 2000s carnival vibe where, you know, it's a little bit crazy. The party's a little raunchy. It's a little wacky. It's not necessarily a uh, upscale experience, but it is that uh, it embodies that, uh, that, 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 that buzzword they like to use so much, which is fun. And, and do we hear do what they do with Thunderstruck? I mean, Carnival, I think we're going too far. We're jumping the shark. We're taking a song, Thunderstruck, from ACDC that, you know, a lot of people know, but it isn't a household name. No, and now you're taking fun, combining it with Thunderstruck, and now you got to go with Thunderstruck. I think that's a reach. I think we're pushing too hard. Uh, I think it's a little too much. But either way, I don't want to disparage or take away from Richard's world-class review, Okay. Richard, this was the Carnival Mardi Gras of reviews. So I think we all got a pretty clear picture of what we're looking at when we get on this ship. And hopefully we will soon. You certainly got me thinking. I had this cruise canceled in my mind. You know what I mean? I had it in my mind. I'm like, I, you know what? We're not doing it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do it another time. We're going to live to cruise another day. But after this review, and I know, Richard, you don't play around. You keep it real. You tell it how it is. And you said this ship is a masterpiece. The experience was an A+. Carnival has done a great job with this ship. Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Instagram. I'll always be booked. You can find me on Facebook. You can find all of us on Facebook together in our community. The Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. YouTube, Always Be Booked. TikTok, Always Be Booked. And uh, what's the other one? I missed one. Oh, P-A-T, if you want. Um, if you want to support the show, <laughs> if you like what we're doing here, if you like, if you like the, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get back to those Patreons and I'm not making promises. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, we're going back to the, uh, Patreon marathons anytime in the next week or so. There's going to be Patreons coming back. It's going to come back at some point, but if you want to listen to does it, I mean, I can't, it's gotta be up and over a couple of hundred, right? back episodes of patreon episodes and you want to support this show there's you have the the ability to do that you just go on you turn on the computer and you type in p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked they charge you five dollars a month but you get access to everything i just said and yes you support the show also, if you want to book a cruise, I'm humming along with these cruise bookings. I feel good about it. I know how to do it now. I know a little couple. I picked up a little. Your boys picked up a couple of tricks of the trade along the way. I might actually be a real travel agent now, dare I say. So if you're so inclined, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com for emails. If you want to be a part of the show, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com if you'd like to book a freaking cruise. Let's do it. Pirates and Pier Runners, part two, October 15th. Any questions, ask him at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We'll get you booked. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, cones. Boat drinks, cones.
There's a place where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away To where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from.